Hello, beautiful. You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. I want to welcome you and thank you. If you have been a regular listener, I am grateful for you. And if you're new to my podcast, thanks so much for stopping by. I hope that my words help you in some way today. Well, let's talk about our dreams and what they really mean. There are so many books out there about dream analysis and even people that specialize in that. And that's really cool. And I do believe in that. But I don't believe that every dream is something that can be just analyzed and figured out. I truly believe that our dreams are often past lives mixed in intertwined with people and events and circumstances in this lifetime. So let me give you some examples and um, try to make this clear what I'm talking about. So as we move forward on our journey here, our soul, our subconscious, remembers everything. Like it knows everything we've ever been through, been a part of, Every everything, this lifetime, past lifetimes, our soul knows it. Our ego brain does not, does not remember any of it. And so we will sometimes have things come up while we're sleeping. Now, we can have triggers from past lives during the day when we're wide awake moving about our day with different events or different people, but we can have them show up while we're sleeping as well. So I thought it was, it was important to talk about this because I meet people from time to time that have some, have dreams and then really sometimes they're pretty freaky. Um, and sometimes they're wacky and sometimes they're beautiful and you know, they can be all different types of, of dreams, but the people that reach out to me or perhaps it comes through in a reading other people that are, have dreams that are i don't know sometimes scary or they wake up feeling kind of gross or yucky or whatever the word is they feel like ugh that was that was not good i feel it to my core and i don't like it so our dreams, for instance, I'm sorry, here's the funny thing. I am on day four of a cleanse, a 10-day cleanse, and I might sound a little different. Maybe I don't, but I feel different. Today, day four, is always the toughest because it's a metabolic cleanse, so I am actually um, eating a certain way. I am drinking certain vitamins and minerals and taking supplements and it is it's just like basically clearing out my body from head to toe it's a metabolic cleanse so even all my organs are being cleansed and day four is always the toughest and the day that you're going to be the most tired so i am a little tired so i may not sound like my super joyful i am in joy i'm just a little bit tired in joy so Um, I feel like I'm trying to, I'm like, okay, where's my words? Come on, words, come out. So anyway, I'm going to give some examples of how these past lives can creep into our dreams. So again, it might be something wacky with weird events 
with us or those around us that maybe there's our family or close loved ones or people we know this time might be in the dream as well. And we look like we do now, but the dream is like some far off beyond craziness type of dream. I was speaking with one of my uh, coaching clients and she had a dream and I'm not going to talk. I mean, she had just had a dream that something had happened to her kids and it was this evil energy. And as she was telling me this, I could so see it happening in the lifetime that it actually did happen. And I brought it to her attention. I said, you know, that's, I have no doubt that's past life for you. And it probably, you know, that it did happen in that lifetime. As you rose into your power, that being did not like it. You were too powerful. And so that being, whatever it was, this being with special powers, and she described it to me, but um, I won't go into all the details, but I said, you know, when we begin to rise into our power this time, our purpose, our power, and we are rising into something we've done before, because that's what it is, we're rising up to what we've already done, then those old soul wounds, those old soul memories from past lives will become, will, will begin to come in. And so as she's rising into her magnificence as a brilliant, like she's an amazing medium, angel intuitive, and I am so honored that she chose me to help her get to where she is. I just am floored by her. That as she rises into that, those old wounds are going to start coming in. And so we talked about it, and I said, you know, when, I, when I'm working with someone, I said, now, how does that feel to you? Does it feel true? Does it feel, and she's like, oh, my God, that so feels right and true, and like it makes sense. And so probably, I'm going to say probably, just us talking about it, I am going to put out there that that dream will not happen for her again. Now, that doesn't mean that she won't have other things come up because we've all been here more than once. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> I had one woman I know who was came up to me. She's like, nope, I don't think I've ever been here before. Nope, I've never been here before. This is my first time. And I just had to giggle because um, she just honestly was, she and she told me later on, she was just, she's just too scared to go see what happens. So she's just telling herself she's never been here before. <laughs> hey, if it works for you, it works for you. So I did a reading for four women the other day. Um, four beautiful, amazing, strong women who were connected. They were a family connection. And one of them, so I get all kinds of things during my readings, whether one-on-one or during a group. I don't get just, I don't just connect with departed souls. I get all kinds of stuff. And I'm looking at one of the women in the group, and I just, I, I just looked at her. I said, do you have, like she hadn't mentioned anything about it, but I said, you have nightmares. And she's looked at me. And I, she didn't say anything. And I said, you have nightmares about like a building burning and you couldn't get to them. Like I hear you saying I couldn't get to them. And she just like got tears in her eyes. And she said, I have that dream all the time. And I said, honey, that's a past life. That's, it happened already. It's not a premonition. It's not something that is going to happen. It's something that already happened. And your soul is remembering that. And see, when we're sleeping, 
that is the most wide open we are, that anything can come and go, and it just, we can receive, we can, you know, our mind isn't thinking of a hundred things we have to do during the day, so that those memories can come in and intertwine with our dreams, I mean, into our, I'm sorry, into our um, nighttime sleep, and, and morph into these dreams, because some people think they're having premonitions, and I'm not saying that people don't have premonitions that show up as dreams, but all too often, it is past life memories coming in while you sleep. So she'd seemed to, once we talked about it a little bit, it really seemed like she was kind of put at ease about it. And see, again, I do believe that's your soul hearing what it remembers. So I'm telling her that this event happened already, and that I felt it did, and that she couldn't save them, but that that was not going to happen this time, and that's not what she's here to do this time. And I truly believe when we talk and our soul remembers, it kind of, it eases up. It starts healing those past wound memories. Like, oh, it isn't this time. That's right. That happened last time or 10 times ago, but it's not this time. I remember a dream that I had. Now, <laughs> I rarely remember dreams. And I think I've come to the conclusion why. Because I have so many people that reach out to me, either, you know, socially, on social media, or even at my yoga studio that I go to, I will walk in and someone will say, I had a dream about you last night. You came to me and gave me a message. And, you know, I've been told that I've shown up while people were sleeping in their dream and said, you're going to become pregnant. You are going to um, move to this house or this state or like, I deliver messages and one person said I came and I like placed my hands on her head and I said you are healed and she said that I have not had any pain since you showed up in my dream. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy and I told uh, my boyfriend Michael I said I think I know why I wake up and I'm not rested very often. I don't feel like I slept a lot. I said I'm out delivering messages to everyone or healing or gifts who knows. So it's it's kind of funny and kind of cute but I remember a dream that I had. It was about the time I was, I was getting ready to open my first public space as a medium and angel intuitive. And it's in a nearby small town here in Northeast Pennsylvania. And I was getting the space ready. You know, Michael would help me and we'd go in and paint and setting it up. It was so much fun. It was just so I was just on cloud nine that I was opening my first little angel space. That's what I would call it. I actually used to call my business guided by angels, which I still love that and I still believe that I am. But as my platform grew and as my presence grew, I knew that it was, um, I needed to embrace my name, juliatreat.com. Instead, but here's the thing. I also realized I was hiding behind a name. So I still wasn't fully out of the closet as long as my name wasn't out there like that. So I'm getting ready to open my first space, Guided by Angels, and painting and cleaning and getting ready. So that whole first week, now I do have to tell you this in case you haven't heard the story of how I found that, that space because it's a pretty cool story. I knew it was time to get a physical space out somewhere. I didn't want to do it in my home. I wanted to be out. I used to travel to people, and that's how I would do readings. I would 
travel to homes, everybody's homes, and do it in their space. I didn't want to do it in my place, um, so I traveled. And then I thought, well, I'm ready for everyone to come to me, so I'm going to open a physical space. So I did. Now, I was, I had no idea where it was going to be, and at the time, I was full-time speech-language pathologist. I was working full-time for the county. I was a private contractor for the county, and I, I offered um, speech and feeding therapy for birth to three years old in their home. I loved it. My, oh, I loved doing that work. So I had a full caseload. I mean, I was working my tail off while I was attempting to open this physical space. So I put it out there to the angels because you know me, you got to call your angels in and ask them for everything, guidance on anything and everything. And I said, angels, I don't have time to go out and look for a space. So I need you to show me. I need you to show me where it's supposed to be. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't tell them how they're supposed to show me. I just told them that I needed them to show me. Well, that night, I believe it was that night, right away, I had a dream about a little space in this town next door. And I woke up and I'm like, all right, angels, that's not it. Because I knew the very space they had just shown me. I had just been there a couple of weeks before that. I heard that a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in like over a year, a year or two years, I had heard that she opened a space there in the very space they showed me in the dream, um, a space where she created wigs for women with cancer. And so she was a hairdresser and women would come there and she would, I think, find out what they wanted and then create beautiful wigs for them. So I went in to say hi to her and it was a nice little reunion. I got to see her space and it was so cute. Um, so yeah, I was surprised two weeks later, I'm having this dream about her space. And it's funny, they show me in the dream, just looking outside, I was standing outside of the building, seeing the, that build, seeing the space. So I just knew that's, that was it. So I told the angels, nope, nope, I know that's not it because, you know, my friend Carolyn's there, there's not what are you saying? Like, I'm supposed to share space with her because her space is super tiny and that doesn't make any sense. So I told him, all right, thank you, but let's, you know, I was seriously saying, let's do better. Like, come back with the right space. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. It's the next night. It was just, very, I think it might have been the next night. Yeah, it was. I think it was. I dreamt about it again. So I got up and, you know, I'm running to children's homes all day long seeing them for therapy. And I woke up and I had dreamt about the space again. I said, fine. Okay. I'm going to go drive by it in between clients. These little kiddos I see, I'm going to go drive by it so that you can get it off the radar. Okay. I'm going to go by and we're going to, we're going to wipe the slate clean. So I go by there in between clients, turn, you know, turn the corner to go down the street where the, the space is. And I was shocked that it was empty and in the window it said for rent. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was, I was floored because I, Carolyn said nothing the month before, or two weeks, whatever, a month before about closing. And so I was just shocked. So I parked my car and I walked around the front because it was a little back building back in the back of a florist shop. And the florist was the landlord. Because I had a sign up, you know, go to the front into the such and such florist if you want to inquire. 
So I walked and turned the corner to go around to the front door and boom, the entire window on either side of the floor shop is lined with statues of angels. And I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I'm just my, you know, it was making my heart smile. So went in, talked to the landlord, told her what I did. She was, she was just mesmerized by me. She was so into what I did and she was so thrilled that I wanted to rent behind her. And I asked her about the angels in her windows. And she said, well, when I create um, a floral arrangement to go to a funeral, I always, always include an angel. And I just thought that was the most, the coolest thing ever. If you're a florist out there, that is the coolest thing you could do, I swear, is put an angel statue in the arrangement so they can take it home. Just so cool. So I signed the lease, got the keys, and we started creating my beautiful space. As we created my space, I told you we spent, well, we spent about a week painting. She said, paint it whatever you want. I had a friend come in that painted beautiful angels on the wall. Like it was this enchanted, tiny little beautiful space. But after about, I don't know, three or four days of, of preparing the space, and I knew I was having this grand opening, and I was announcing it everywhere, and I was going to have a big party. I started having a dream, and I had a same, the same dream every night. And what the dream was is that I was leaving my space, the space I just rented. I was open for business. I had worked all day. I walked out of the door. I locked the door. I can still see it clear as day. I'm walking down the sidewalk to go to my car and a man comes up behind me and he grabs my head and he cuts my throat and I die on the sidewalk and I'm laying there bleeding from the neck. You know, I'm, I'm dying and I die. Well, I had this dream over and over every night and I started, I was like, Michael, I'm having a dream. I think I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I think for, for, I think I'm going to die right outside the shop. So I called my mentor and I said, please, I, I need to talk to you. I, something's happened and I don't know why and I don't know what and I don't know what to do. So she got me in and I was telling her about the dream. And she says, Julia, I have no doubt that that's a past life creeping in because you're getting ready to up level. You're moving out. You're stepping out into the open and it's just reawakened in your, what your soul already knows what happened in the past for you stepping into your abilities, into your power. <sighs> and I just, it just calmed me immediately when she said that. Just like I just took that deep breath. I knew it, something within me said, I know that that's true. I took a breath. I was like, thank you. And I didn't need to go see that past life where that happened. I didn't feel like compelled. Like we've got to do past life regression. I have to see it to heal it. I felt like whatever she just told me, it was a past life that happened before. It's not happening now. I felt at peace. So do you know from that moment on, I never had that dream again. Never had that dream again. I opened my space, had my grand opening. I, could, I was blown away by how many people showed up. Because I was just local then. I wasn't online. I wasn't like, I didn't have a podcast. I wasn't declaring it out to the world. I was just this, in this tiny little town. And I had so much support. 
And I loved that space. I stayed there for, I think, I honestly don't know the timeline, two to three years. And then it, I outgrew it. I was done with it. And I didn't die. I walked out of that shop every day and came home or went to yoga, but I didn't die. I never, ever had that dream again, and I never have since. So I hope that this opens you up a bit more about even what could happen, be happening with your dreams, like why they're coming or anytime we're, you know, it seems like we're, we're up-leveling. I say up-leveling spiritually, in our business, in our life, in our expectations, in our um, beliefs. These things can creep in. They can creep in. But, and we can choose, like, okay, well, I'm going to be, like, paralyzed in this fear now because of this dream. Or I can ask the angels and my guides to show me the way. Is this something from past life? Or, you know, allow me to release this. Or find someone who, I don't, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say find someone that does dream analysis because I honestly... Dream analysis would not have helped me with that dream right there. I see it was a past life. So I hope you see the difference. Again, there's a place for dream analysis, I'm sure. I've never used it, but there's also past lives that are coming in. I want you to be aware of that as you move forward and embrace, embrace your calling as you step up, whatever that is. Embrace your calling, move through the fear, move past it. When you have this crap show up in your dreams, say, all right, angels, you know, let's, we're blasting past this. Help me heal that, whatever that is. What's this fear from? Where's it coming from? And oftentimes you'll get your message. If not, reach out to someone, myself or someone else that does what I do, someone you trust, and get a reading with them. Because... It's, it's just going to come out in your reading that, hey, I mean, that young lady, that when I did the group reading with the four women, we didn't say any, we weren't even talking about dreams. I just looked at her and said, you're having dreams about a building burning down. And I hear you saying, I can't save them. I can't get to them. And she started crying. And she was blown away. And I said, honey, when I said our prayer in the beginning of this, because I always pray before my sessions, when I ask God, creator, angels, beings of light, anyone with love, support, and the healing that needs to happen tonight, come forward for this amazing group of women. That's what we need. That's one thing we needed to take care of tonight was to let you know that that's a past life so you can move on and stop dreaming about that. So, <laughs> you know, I know how to pray, right? I know how to pray, especially for my clients when I say, give them what they need today for healing and moving forward. Whatever they need the most. And that's what she needed. All right, my love. I am sending massive, massive hugs to you. Ah, just take a deep breath. Forge forward. Create your beautiful life. You are the only one that can. Namaste.